Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. And we're your hosts, Matt and Stephanie Garrity. And we're founders of River of Heaven Ministries. And we have a threefold vision to rebuild and restore, equip and empower and revive and heal. Through these broadcasts, you're going to be touched, rebuilt and restored, equipped and empowered and revived and healed. And you're going to be functioning like never before as a kingdom man or a kingdom woman. Amen. Great to be with you today for another episode of Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. And in the beginning of this new year, God is doing new things. Amen. Amen. Maybe not new to Him, but definitely new to some of us, if not all of us. I don't know about you, but some of these weather patterns all across the United States of America, even in other nations, as we jumped into 2024, have been a bit startling. We've had massive snowstorms, I mean, that's pretty common, but not so much the flooding that we've seen in the United States of America. And as we we look at these times, we know that we are in turbulent times. We know that the Bible says that as we get closer to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, there's earthquakes and pestilence, there's going to be natural disasters. The earth is literally travailing, the Bible explains, like a pregnant woman, like a, like a woman who's in labor because of the sin that's in it, because of the sin that's in it. And where many during this new year are proceeding the same fa- way in the same fashion that they've proceeded in previous years... I heard the Lord very clearly say to me that the old will no longer do, that we're stepping into this entirely new time now, and if you want the same results that you've always got, then proceed the way you've always proceeded. But if you want new results, we've got to be willing to do something new. We've got to be willing to do something different. We've especially got to be willing to completely yield ourselves, our life to the Lord Jesus Christ, to the Holy Spirit, to the Spirit of the living God. And as we yield to Him, we will begin to wield the things of Him. Many churches, many ministries, uh, many of those serving the Lord take this first month as a time of fasting and prayer. Our home church, River of Heaven Worship Center, is one of those places where we have decided that we're going to give the Lord the first fruits at all times, especially in the beginning of the year. And so we are currently on day 10 of a 21-day fast. And I want to encourage you, if you've never fasted and prayed before, let this be the year. Right now, you could start. You could start as you're hearing this podcast today. Just make it a a point to fast and to pray. God says it's it's something that is to be part of the discipline of a disciple of his. In Matthew chapter 6, he says three things in that area of scripture. He says, when you give, do it this way. When you pray, do it this way. When you fast, 
do it this way. And he gives specific directives as to how we ought to carry ourselves. When we give, don't give so that everyone looks and says, wow, you know, don't, don't be like, hey, look at me, I'm giving all this money now or, or anything like that or doing things, you know, to be noticed. Don't do that, God says. God says, do those things unto me, but don't look for the reward here from man, but look to me. Don't we be worried about what people think here? Don't be trying to impress people by your giving. Same thing with praying. You know, when you pray, don't be using all these massive words that you don't know what they mean. Don't use all this religious jargon, but just simply worship me in spirit and truth. Simply come and speak, communicate with me, pray in secret, have a secret place with me. And then what you do in the secret place then will also be expanded. And then that will actually be what comes forth in the public place. Many people wonder why they stumble in the public place. Well, oftentimes it's because their their life is not that strong with the Lord in the secret place. Whatever you do in the secret place is going to come out in the public place. And then the Lord also talks about when you fast, don't make it look like you're, man, oh, I'm going through it. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, the Lord says, wash your face, anoint your head with oil. You should look no different when you're fasting in the physical sense your physical appearance, nothing could show should show people that you're fasting. Nothing should give off this thing, you know, a pity party where woe is me, I'm deciding to fast. The Lord says, if you do those things that way, you've received your reward. But there is a type of posturing of our heart. There is a type of coming before the Lord that the Lord does honor. He does honor. And that's humility. That's coming to him, you know, in secret and praying and worshiping and and having a personal relationship with him, not trying to fake it in a public scene. And so here in Isaiah chapter 58, it's very interesting because there are people at this time that are crying out for the Lord, Lord, why haven't you answered our prayers? Lord, why have you not heard? Why don't you see that we're fasting? Lord, we're afflicting our souls. Lord, don't you care? Why don't you notice? And the prophet Isaiah gives them an explanation of why. In Isaiah chapter 58, the prophet Isaiah, he brings a rebuke from the Lord concerning, can you believe this? Fasting. This rebuke is directly in response to God's people crying out, asking why the Lord has not seen them fasting and why he has not heard their prayers. God answers them through the prophet Isaiah explaining why he rejected their fasting and prayer. In a nutshell, he tells the people that while they are going without food and wearing sackcloth for clothing and putting ashes on their forehead, having an outward appearance of walking in repentance, they truly haven't repented. He tells them that they are putting on a show with this act of repentance, and it may fool others, other people might be like, wow. But God says, I see right through the facade because I see your heart. Look what it says here in Isaiah 58 verses three through seven. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. 
Indeed, you fast for strife and for debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast that I've chosen? Is this the fast I've chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul, to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast, an acceptable day of the Lord? But is not this the fast that the Lord has chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring into your house the poor who are cast out, and when you see those unclothed, that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Wow, God is saying, be real with me. Let the going without food, afflicting your soul, and prayer bring you to a place of repentance. Return to me and total surrender. When you yield to me, you will see righteous actions spring up in you toward others. You will desire to love one another at a whole deeper level than you've known before. You'll be moved with compassion for others like never before. You'll take on my heart. And then those things you've been praying about will come forth rapidly, rapidly. It goes on to say in Isaiah 58, verses 8 through 14, then, in other words, when you do it the right way, when when you're fasting and you're not fasting to fake it, you're not fasting and praying to be seen by men, you're not putting on a show, but when you're in your secret place and you're really seeking the Lord and you're going without and the times that you're not eating or not drinking or not indulging in what you used to indulge in, you're seeking the Lord's face. God says, when you're truly doing it, come to me with everything and to remove every distraction, to remove any distance that we've had in our relationship. God says, watch this, then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will say, will answer, and you shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and the speaking of wickedness. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall rise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father." The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Wow. Again, that was Isaiah 58 verses 8 through 14. And so the Lord says that if you're doing it, 
because of our relationship, if you're doing this, if you're fasting and you're praying uh, to get closer, if you're fasting and you're praying so that you can remove all these distractions and all the all the stuff that's accumulated, all the dross that's set in, Lord says, then I will receive. I will receive that fasting. I will receive that prayer. And watch what it will do. God says what it will do, what true fasting should do. When you're fasting and praying, it should make us more like Christ. Why? Because we're denying. We're denying the flesh. We're denying those things that that we desire. And we're truly making sure that the Lord Jesus Christ is first in every aspect of our life. Hallelujah. See, many people say that Jesus is first. Jesus is first in my life. But then we take a look at what their life actually looks like, and it's far from the truth. Where you spend your time the most, what you talk about the most, and where you give financially the most, you will show what or who you worship. It's very simple. It's where you give the best of your time, your talent, your treasure. It's where you give the first and the best of everything you do. That's who or what you worship. Many people say, I worship Jesus, yet there's hardly any talk about Jesus. There's hardly any time spent with Jesus. There's hardly any finances sowed to the work of the, of the ministry, of the church, of Jesus Christ. And yet people say they love Jesus. And again, we're not here to debate salvation and things like that, but God is saying that whatever you are doing, you shouldn't do it if you have an impure motive. Just stop. Cease and desist. Have you ever done something where it's completely just religious? You're just going through the motions and you're thinking to yourself, why am I even doing this? Maybe you should stop doing that if you're doing it because of religious tradition or just, oh, well, this is what my parents did. This is what my family's always done. Again, why are we doing things? Why are we fasting and praying? Why are we seeking the Lord? Is it because we're trying to get people to notice? Is it because we want to appear pious? Is it because we want to tell everyone, hey, look at me, I'm doing something you're not? Or is it completely and solely because we love the Lord and we want to walk as a disciple should walk? And it's, it's a love relationship. It's a relationship, but it's also discipleship. And again, Matthew chapter 6, when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. These were not suggestions. These were not, well, if you. No, he said when you. When you give, when you pray, when you fast. In other words, if you want to be a disciple of Christ, there's an expectation that you follow the teachings of Jesus, that we listen, that we heed and obey his word. Amen? And so, how does that make you feel? I mean, have you been one of these people for a long time? Maybe right now you're listening to this, you're like, wow, that's me. I am exactly doing those things. I am going through the motions. Maybe you're going through some church service. You don't even understand. You're just going because of tradition. Brother and sister, the Lord wants to encounter you today, and he wants to kind of shake you a little bit and say, hey, Drop the religion, and I want a relationship with you. It's God's goodness and kindness that leads us to repentance. That's what it is. It's not God's wrath that leads us to repentance. It's not 
telling of stories that leads us to repentance. It's God's goodness and kindness that leads us to repentance. And as we respond to his goodness and kindness, as we respond to the amazing grace of God, as we respond to what he is doing around our life, as we respond to the fact that we could be a lot worse off than we are right now, as we respond to his grace and his mercy, we respond to his goodness. We could have been in jail right now, but we're not. We could have been dead right now, but we're not. We, we could have had nothing. We could have, we could have been homeless right now, but we're not. Whatever the case may be, whatever decisions that we made that could have went one way or the other, we have much more than we deserve to have, and we're doing much better than we deserve to be doing. And that's only because of the grace and mercy of Almighty God. And so today, if you are going through the motions, even if you believe you're a Christian, quote unquote, you wear a cross around your neck and you pray and fast and you do all these things, are you really doing them for the Lord or are you doing them for yourself? Are you doing them because the church told you to do them? Why are you doing these things? It's got to be personal. It's got to be relational. It's got to be for the sole reason, because Lord Jesus, I love you, because I want to be more in love with you, because I, I want you to be completely first in my life. Lord, I can't afford, Lord, for this year to look the same way last year did, oh God. And so, so if that's you, brothers and sisters, I want to invite you to do what the thief on the cross did. Simply acknowledge that you're a sinner. Acknowledge that your sin is killing you. Acknowledge that that religiosity could be killing you that there's no relationship there, and simply say this, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that my best at attempt at righteousness is nothing. It merits nothing. Lord, I repent and I believe in you. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth, you're Lord. I believe that you died for my sins, that, that you were raised from the dead. Remember me. That's all it is. Remember me. Truly, with everything that you have within you. Just like that thief on the cross said, remember me, Lord. The thief on the cross wasn't water baptized. He didn't speak in tongues. He didn't do any any good works for anybody. It's not about any of that, but it's simply this. It's simply coming as you are and not leaving as you are. It's coming as you are and saying, you know what, Lord? I've had the wrong motive. I've done the improper thing. I've done this all for the wrong reasons, oh God. But right now, today, on January 10th, here it is in the United States, it might be a different date where you're listening from. I come before you right now, Lord, and I say, oh God, Lord, remember me. Lord, I need you. Lord, I, I don't want this to be the same as last year. I don't want this to be the same religiosity. I want a relationship with you. And friends, as we continue to look at that Isaiah chapter 58, those stanzas of scripture, there's a gem that God has for us. This podcast is called Gems for the Journey. There are gems in the word of God. There are principles. There are gems as we mine the word of God, as we truly look in the word of God. We don't look at it religiously, but we look at it relationally. We look at it through the, the lens and the eyes of God's grace. God reveals these nuggets of wisdom. He reveals these truths, these gemstones, these precious, priceless principles. And here's the gem for today. God sees true humility, or if we're pretending to have a repentant heart, but are still living in sin. Don't be superficial 
when you fast and pray. Repent. Don't be superficial when you fast and pray. Repent. Don't try to fake it to make it. And beloved, Acts chapter 3 verse 19 says this, that as we repent, that times of repenting are directly followed by times of refreshing. And so wherever you find yourself, let's just pray Let's pray. Let's go before the Lord. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord, for this wonderful people, your remnant, Lord, your church from all nations and tribes and tongues, oh God, from all across this earth. I thank you, Lord, that 2024 is a different time, Lord. It's a new year. It's a time, Lord God, where we do not want things to look like they looked in the past. And oh God, maybe up to even this point in the year, things have been done religiously. Maybe God, we've missed it here or there or maybe everywhere. But Lord, I thank you that even right now, we come before you. We come before you humbly and boldly before your throne of grace, and we say, Lord, we want this to be a relationship. Lord, we want to live for you because we love you, because, Lord, you died for us, because you gave us your grace and your mercy. We didn't deserve any of it, and we owe you everything. And so, Lord, we love you. You created us. We walked away from you. But then, oh God, in your goodness and your kindness, you drew us back, and I just thank you right now. I thank you, Lord, that all across the nations that many are responding, Lord God, responding to that invitation, responding to that call, responding to be those like the thief on the cross that would just say, remember me. Even as you were crucified between the two thieves, Lord, and one thief hurled accusation against you and all these things, curse God and die. But the other thief, that other thief said, remember me, I'm broken, I'm dying remember me. And you didn't say, oh, well, that's too late for you. Up, You didn't speak in tongues. Up, You weren't water baptized. Up, Didn't do enough good works for the poor. That thief couldn't do anything. You responded and said, today you will be with me in paradise. You didn't leave it up to question. You didn't say, oh, I don't know. You didn't say maybe. No, you said, surely today you will be with me in paradise. And so, Lord, I thank you, oh God, for all the thieves on the crosses that are out there Because even those of us that are born again, Lord, we were those thieves on the cross at one point, oh God. Dying on the cross of life, dying in sin, almost in the pit. But while we were yet sinners, Romans 5, 8, while we were yet sinners, you reached down, you extended the hand, and you said, here I am. And we responded to your grace. And I thank you, Lord, for those that are responding to your grace right now. If you've responded to the grace of God... If you've repented and believed in Jesus Christ, if you trusted him, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and you truly love him, then I want to say welcome to the family of God. Welcome, fellow brothers and sisters from all across the nations. Praise the Lord. Your journey is just beginning. It's going to be awesome. You have no idea the amazing things that the Lord has in store for you. And the Bible also says that all of heaven rejoices The angels rejoice, all of heaven rejoices when just one that's been lost is now found. You might feel that you've been the prodigal son, the prodigal son or daughter, but I can assure you today, as soon as you turned, the father was running toward you. And there is a feast and there is an embrace. Why? Because my son or my daughter has returned and the rest of your life is in front of you. And so whether you breathe your last breath tomorrow or 30 years from now, 
longer than that or when or Jesus returns for his church, you will forever spend eternity with Jesus Christ, with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen. So God bless you today. I pray that this touched you. I pray that this really helped you understand praying and fasting and how all these things work and why, why it's important for us to pray and fast and also the motives behind that. And I pray that you would continue to grow mightily in your walk with the Lord, dear brothers and sisters. God bless you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May be gracious unto you. May he lift up his counts upon you. And may the Lord give you his peace, his shalom. Until next time. If you'd like to connect with us, you can go to our website at www.riveroftheaven.org. River of Heaven Ministries is advancing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven through various means. In James 1.27, Scripture teaches us to care for the widows and the orphans. We take this seriously and are actively involved in supporting widows and others in need on a monthly basis. Together, we can do more. Additionally, our radio broadcasts and podcasts reach all nations, touching lives worldwide. Daily, new listeners hear the gospel, and through these broadcasts and podcasts, millions have an opportunity to repent, believe, and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listeners also learn about powerful Tabernacle of David principles through our teaching encouraging all to worship the Father in spirit and in truth with great passion and purity. Your financial gift of any amount will help us to continue to support those in need and allow us to launch high-quality recorded radio broadcasts, podcasts, and teaching that are available for free to anyone who has internet access. With your prayers and financial support, we will continue to reach millions in our generation and multiplied millions in generations to come. Thank you for partnering with us.